today on the podcast. Listen, regulation, nobody loves talking about regulation, but this is getting interesting. When you have a fake Joe Biden calling like a million people in New Hampshire, that is news that hits the top of your news feed. So we're not just talking about regulation. We are talking about what's behind all this. And listen, the FCC was furious about this, and they all of a sudden are starting to drop uh, very, very quick laws around AI-powered uh, uh, robocalls, and all of a sudden what's happening with some of these uh, new startups that are doing this. The EU is coming out with things. Jaden, this is like, it feels like the last week has blown up around this. What, what do you got for us on this? Yeah, okay. So there's a lot going on. Um, if you go and look at the news headlines, you're going to see things like FCC officially declares AI voice robocalls illegal. Um, and then in addition, you're going to see EU's draft election security guidelines for tech giants take aim at political deepfakes. Okay, so all this to say, we are we're the uh, the government is working on this stuff. One thing I want to say um, and explain is what is going on with the AI voiced robocalls. So there was a group um, that was sending out these like AI generated Biden calls telling people not to vote in the New Hampshire primary. Um very interesting. There's people trying to get to the bottom of who sent them out, whatever, whatever. I mean, at the end of the day, it's just, just you and I predicted this, honestly, in our election episode a while back. So this isn't surprising. We literally said this was going to happen. So what what's happening about that? Um, the FCC has essentially ruled or has said that these are illegal. Now, a lot of people are like, oh, awesome. I'm not going to get any more AI voice robocalls. Actually, you probably still will because what they've what they've said is actually nothing uh new pretty much what they're saying is that um ai ai generated voices are artificial and therefore they're against the law when used in automated calling scams but automated calling scams were already illegal so they're just mm -hmm. saying it, it pretty much they're like it's like them saying it is illegal to rob the bank with a machete it's like <laughs> yeah it's illegal to rob the bank but doing it with a machete is also illegal so it's yeah. it's the exact same thing um I think a lot of people are, I don't know, getting like, oh, this is awesome. It's it's, it's nothing too uh, exciting. Now, I think this is interesting because I was thinking about the implications of this with like sales calls and stuff like that, which I was like, oh, this is going to be interesting. Like call centers are going to be run by AI and AI voices are going to talk to you. They might even cold call you. And of course, I understand that this is very annoying. I hate getting those calls. So I understand where that's coming from. But at the same time, part of me is like, well, this is interesting technology and maybe there's some like useful ways that this could be used in a in like a, a good way that's good for businesses and maybe consumers get some sort of benefit out of it. I'm sure there's like cases you can make on both sides of that. And I was like, oh, man, this law completely shuts it down. When I looked into it, no, it, it doesn't shut it down. It just says you can't use these for illegal things. So I think it's pretty much a big uh, it's kind of a big nothing burger, this law here. But a lot of people are talking about it. So I wanted to. Uh, to clarify on what exactly is going on there. Well, you know, Jane, the other thing is that, that I, I find with this that's so interesting is that, you know, one of these um, demos that blew up a few weeks ago or whatever, I know I put it on LinkedIn, uh, was this bland AI demo, right? And this was the things where it said we can send out half a million calls, uh, you know, at a time or something like that, right? And it was all using this very, you know, natural language, all that kind of stuff. And it had a really cool demo where you could actually call and, you know, test it out to see it. And it had sort of, you know, a normal version. It had a turbo version, which was more, uh, you know, sort of like a, a quicker version. So I tested it. And Jaden, oh my gosh, like the tech behind this is insane. What Bland is doing, right? Because 
the latency is like it said, oh, we're the quickest latency around. I'm like, yeah, right, whatever. But it really, really was. It sounded like a fast conversation like you and I are having, not sort of that pause and everything like that. Mm. So a couple of funny things about that. First of all, when I tested it, I immediately got to go off the rails because I'm like, wait, are you just like an LM? It's like, yeah. I'm like, so we could talk about anything. It's like, sure. I'm like, tell me about like, you know, how long oak trees tend to like whatever. It's like, sure. And uh, so that was like amazing. But the other, you know, kind of like interesting thing about this, Jade, and this sort of goes to, you know, AI applied, right? Like how we talk about this stuff all the time. Sometimes it's not the product. Sometimes it is the underlying technology. So this is interesting. I totally agree. Robocalls were already illegal. This is just a way of highlighting so people don't freak out when you hear half a million calls, uh, you know, every day or whatever. So it's sort of it's it's in the same way, like if people were freaked out about the machete, you know, like something mm -hmm. horrible happened, you know, in your in your example. But just with this, for example, Bland, in order to get this going, create a super, super you know, low latency, super fast AI talking model. Right. It reminds me of like the Rabbit R1 with this large action model. I my own personal feelings that the R the Rabbit R1 is not going to do anything. Now maybe let's cut and paste that and sort of play that over and over again when the R1 replaces the iPhone and I sound like an idiot. But I think this large language larger language model, uh, sorry, the large action model underneath is interesting. In the same way Mastercard, uh, I don't know if you saw this where they said, "Hey, we're going to cut down on or you know, we're going to increase our fraud detection or whatever by 300%." And then if you look into the tech that they're doing, it's very like minority report. It's like we are using, mm -hmm. you know, customer history to, you know, to sort of like predict what store they're going into next. So all these things, the product is kind of the headline, but I love looking at the tech underneath this. So I'm just thinking like, you know, when we think about these AI robocalls and everything, there is a tech here that will be really used and it will be used hopefully in a way that's not going to annoy the holy heck out of like everybody on the planet, you know? A hundred percent. So I think this is it's an interesting space, and I think it's definitely evolving. I don't think we've heard the end of rules and regulations in regard to these like AI voices and robocalling. It's interesting that we're talking about it. Of course, this one doesn't really make much of a material difference in any way, but I think we'll pro it's probably setting precedent that they're like weighing in on this stuff, and they'll probably start doing that in the future. So I would just say like look out for that. Okay, the other thing that I wanted to talk about today is the EU's draft yeah. election security guidelines yeah. um, for tech companies, uh, specifically in regards to deepfakes. Now, this is a draft, so they're essentially working on the bill. It's you know it's uh, in progress right now, so this isn't something that they've like proposed and it's getting voted on at the moment, um, but it's in the process of happening. Um, and I think it's interesting because this is it's targeting pretty much all of the top companies: Facebook, Google, TikTok, X. Um, and talking about AI generated deep fakes on their platforms, what the risks are. And they're specifically saying the risks are uh, because of like for politics, political deep fake stuff um, is really where they're kind of uh, focusing on. One thing I do think is interesting with this is that um, they're like trying to slide this in or add this into their digital services act, which is kind of their like rebooted e-commerce rules. So it's kind of interesting. That's like the place they think that this fits. But in any case, I want to read a quote from them in regards to this on kind of what they're doing and what they're seeing here. So they said, recent technological developments in generative AI have enabled the creation and widespread use of artificial intelligence capable of generating text, image, videos, or other synthetic content. While such developments may bring new opportunities that may lead to specific risks in the context of elections, right? So they're highlighting specifically elections 
They then say generative AI can notably be used to mislead voters or to manipulate electoral processes by creating and disseminating inauthentic, misleading, synthetic uh, content regarding political actors, false depictions of events, election polls, context or narratives. Okay, whatever. They go on. They say they also mention hallucinations and um, it can misrepresent reality. So, okay, all of that to say. What I want to say in regards to all of this is while some people are like, oh my gosh, generative AI, and I do get like, you make a deep fake, like Donald Trump throwing a rock at somebody or Biden smashing someone's car. And then it's like, you know, you try to make it go viral. Like, okay, we understand that, but I think a lot of people are kind of getting savvy to this and it's not gonna, so anyways, whatever. But what I will say is this is nothing new, right? It's not like generative AI is the reason that this is possible. You could go Photoshop Biden smashing a car or Donald Trump throwing a rock or you know, the chancellor of Germany doing something crazy. Like you could Photoshop this stuff. And and also the last election cycle, we heard plenty of talk about fake news and misinformation and all this kind of stuff. So like, I don't think all of the blame for this is on is on AI tools. Like at the end of the day, if people are doing things they shouldn't, it's the people doing those things. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if, uh, yeah, anyways, I'm, I'm always like, less regulation is better that's me personally but i i do see this as a an, an area where people have a lot of concerns so. yeah no interesting jane i think you nailed it which is my my original concern when i get out so i go and talk to uh companies i consult with companies a lot and sort of like train on this stuff and you know when we talk about sort of like safety and security and ethics and all that kind of stuff what i what i usually say is like my big concern is around deep fakes but now entering election season i think you're right i mean people are so prone to believe anything that my concern around deep fakes and things like that tends to be much more like, you know, the Taylor Swift uh, stuff that kind of like popped mm. all up all over X and things that like are really deeply harmful for people, especially in that realm, especially around pornography and things like that. That's terrifying mm-hmm. uh, to me sort of, you know, when you have, you know, for especially like sort of, you know, on revenge and all that kind of stuff, let alone yeah. celebrities and everything else. That's terrifying in terms of the political side of it. Yeah, it's it's horrible, but you're so right on this. And TechCrunch on this actually has a great on TechCrunch has a great quote where they say uh, they sort of like list out all the stuff that's happening with the EU regulations, and then they say, of course it doesn't. This is a quote. Of course it doesn't take a staggering amount of compute power and cutting edge AI systems to mislead voters. Some politicians are expert in producing fake news just using their own vocal cords. And isn't that the truth, right? I mean, I think that people are going to believe something or not. You're right. Photoshop has already been in existence, everything like that. I do will, I, I will be interested to sort of see how EU actually enforces this. I think the interesting story behind the story here is how do you start enforcing this stuff? There's going to be a lot right. of uh, AI regulation, everything else. We were talking about robocalls before, uh, you know, how is this stuff get enforced? And so of course, deep fakes should be fake. Of course, robocalls with using AI should be uh, all this stuff, of course, should be illegal. What is the government doing? And this is not me. This is not a call to action. I'm just genuinely curious. How do they figure out how to regulate? And I think this may be as much of a regulation implementation. You know, does this thing have teeth uh, story as much as it is? Uh, let's ban deep fake story. Yeah, 100 percent. And uh, I think it's interesting because there's different aspects of this. I think different people have different concerns on a lot of levels. I think uh, everyone can agree that, you know, making deep fakes of people without their consent, doing things they don't consent to, that's horrible. And uh, it, it shouldn't be allowed. Um, it's tricky because it's like, how do you regulate that when there's going to be open source models? I, I I don't like that future. I just don't know how it's even possible to, to stop it all, which is uh, sad, unfortunately. 
Um, and then my only, uh, the only area that I think it draws me or gives me concern is like, how do we regulate it, right? Like, if we look at what happened, um, you know, when Elon bought Twitter, and then he released, you know, the Twitter files, which showed that, essentially, the CIA had access to, uh, you know, send Twitter a list of accounts or posts they didn't like to go get deleted. And it's like, is that essentially how we have to regulate it again? Like we just the intelligence agencies or whatever the regulatory body is just going to like have people patrolling the internet and like sending in lists of things to get deleted and then does that feel like censorship i know that this is going to be the debate that's happening um whatever side of you know the argument you fall on this this is the debate that will be happening so i think that's going to be a lot of people's concerns um and so it's it's true it's like so tricky because on the one hand we have something that's like deeply harmful with these deep fakes but on the other hand it's like uh the the regulation could have its own issues as well so that's gonna be something crazy that we all have to grapple with and I essentially figure out the solutions to how to uh, how to mitigate the risks and and do it in a in a fair way. So it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, no, totally agree. And this is where uh, you know hopefully we're sort of addressing this stuff on you know AI applied. Like, what does it actually mean for your life? Uh, I will say, sort of, I've just launched this new uh, AI mindset newsletter, which tries to get into these things. Like, how do we actually think about this? Not just what's in the news, but like, how does this actually apply to you? So subscribe, you'll get. I promise the single greatest generative AI quick start guide you've ever seen in your life help uh, you know in collaboration with uh, the great Robert Haslam uh, and also listen just like keep staying tuned because we, Jade and I are going to stay on top of this because we are going to be entering election season uh, season sooner than you think I'm going to be very curious to sort of see what actually pops up on our news feed and we'll break it down 100% thanks so much for tuning in and have a fantastic rest of your day